Twas the Christmas beer podcast when the host men sat down. Two long beards between them, not a hair to be found. The beers were all chilled and ready to go as they both hit record and started the show. Neither man spoke, though both of them stared at the careful show notes that each had prepared. The double D tulips, freshly washed and bright clean, awaited the beers that neither had seen. Then one man looked up and said with aplomb, We should kick this thing off. Don't be so glum. The other host said, I'm not having a fit. Just hit record and get after it. Welcome to Driftless Drinks. My name is John. And my name is Mark. And today, we're going to try two different specialty ales on this special Christmas episode of Driftless Drinks. Well, first up on the docket, we have Deschutes Jubilee Ale, a festive winter ale. As I look at the bottle, let's go around this thing quickly. It says uh, on the left-hand side, packaged on 10-5-23, so we're uh, ahead of Christmas time, so we're doing good there. This is about mm-hmm. six, seven weeks out. And then as I spin it around, it says Deschutes Brewery, Bend, Oregon. These guys make some pretty good beers. I've had a bunch of theirs before. It's good. DeschutesBrewery.com. Yeah. Alcohol is 6.7% by volume. And then it says it's got the little marketing tag at the bottom here. It says, cozy up fireside with this festive winter ale full of spice notes and a robust malt character of toffee and dusted cocoa. All right. So spice notes and toffee and cocoa interesting and original since 1988 so this one is an aged christmas ale by american craft brew standards nice shall we yes all right i got it i'm locked three two one mine made no noise mine just gave the fintest of i am i'm scared man why? Well, because, you know, the top of the bottle was a little sticky. I didn't get a thing. I wonder if it's... All right, I'm pouring it. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Oh, there's some carbonation. Okay. Shoot. My fears are slightly allied. Yeah. Allayed? That is a beautiful head on it. So What would you call that for a color? So when you pour it out, it's it's it looks brown, but if you hold it up to the light... It's really dark red. Yeah. That's that's almost like some doubles I've had look like that. Yeah, there you go. That's actually a really apt description of this. Yeah, the doubles usually have like a white head to them, so that's a little different. I get Yeah. It's really sticking around too that that foam. Yeah, there's a nice little lacing developing on the sides here. Yeah. All right. Uh, stuff a nose in there. Yeah, going in. All right. Mm, malty. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not really catching any sort of spice note on the top. I can catch a little mm-hmm. bit of maybe a hint of chocolate. Yeah, there's there's a bit of chocolate there, and it's coming up as like a malty chocolate. Yeah. And there's a bit of the dark dried fruit in the back. Not much, though. No cinnamon. No caramel. 
Yeah, I was I was really expecting something, you know, with the way the marketing reads with uh, spice notes. Okay, yeah. winter ale full of spice notes. Like you're not catching any of that on the front end, really. Not on the nose. I All right, and I'm really having to work for the fruit. But... Yeah, it might come in retro. Speaking of that, in order to get retro, you got to go full modern. He means drink it, folks. Ah, there it is. Hmm. Ooh. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> so the the first thing that I can easily pick out is the toffee on the finish. Yeah. And and a hint of light chocolate at the back end too. It yeah. came in waves. It, That's what I was ooing or interesting about. But go ahead. I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you didn't. I'm I 100% agree with you. It, it th that was exactly it. You know the there was like two waves of flavor that came through. Then the the toffee like just came up front, and then as it died out, all of a sudden it vanished, and there was like that that cocoa nib yeah. kind of dryness at the end. Yes, it's weird that it finishes dry. Yeah, it really is because on the nose it seems like this would come off a little more sweet, but the body of the beer really isn't that big. I don't even know how to put it like a, how would you say? Like, it's like a very medium bodied beer, but what you get is like light caramel malt. And then on top of that, there is some sort of like, maybe a touch of orange peel or something. And a little mm. bit of like a, uh, like an, I want to say anise, but not nearly that strong. No, no, it's, it's mace is what it is. So oh, okay. that's the flavor I'm getting, which is a Christmas spice. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but it is. It's almost a dry, in the dryness though, it's it's like that spice is sticking around. Yep. I don't, I don't know that that's pleasant. I think it conflicts with the other part of the very back end of the beer, which is that you had described as like a cocoa nib, like a dry mm -hmm. chocolate, which is what I'm getting a little bit lighter to me. Um, but that's that's a great way to describe it. You're getting this chocolate back end, but that spice note hangs around with it, and they, they're kind of fighting each other at the way at the end. <laughs> they are, yeah, yeah. There's there's definitely a competition going on here, and I'm not sure who's who's winning it. I I don't. I'm not. I'm awfully sure it's not me. <laughs> I, oddly enough, I need to take a drink of water after that. Mm. I'm trying to pull some dark fruit, or there's a touch of orange peel in there too. I can get, but it's like. I'm really not getting dark fruit like I was led to believe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I love that you said orange peel because you're exactly right. That's where that that bitterness of orange peel, like you, when you cut it just a little too deep and you get a little bit of that mm -hmm. pith to it, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But in this one, this one that comes off of as a bitter note right in front. And you're, yeah, you you nailed it. That's, that's exactly what it is. It's that orange, that orange bitterness, not the orange fruit. Flavor, yes, sweetness. Yes, yes, exactly. That's, that's not there. It doesn't taste like orange, but it's mm -hmm. it's that pithy, rindy kind of taste. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's, I'm not, this is not wonderful. I'm kind of curious to see how this warms a little bit to see if the malt can kind of pick up the slack here because it's that's sorely lacking at the back of this beer, but I just feel like it's so dry. I don't know if you can get this warm enough to where the, the malt catches up to the, either of these other things. Yeah, I don't know. That that'll that'll be an interesting thing. So I think what we should do, yeah, is we'll 
We'll set this aside. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take my glass. Set it aside. Put it right over uh, here. Why don't you tell... So, what's the deal with Christmas beer? Okay. Where, so, where, where, yeah, where did where this come from? You know this stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm completely ignorant of this I, whole thing. I'm going to try to give a very brief history of Christmas beer. Yeah, I, I try that. It usually lasts about 15 minutes. So yeah. anything less than that, you're doing good. Yeah, I think this. I think we can round this out in less than six. So basically, like the history of beer goes back to, you know, what? What are we talking like? Six millennia oh, or something better than that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Way, way back. The the Babylonians thought the stuff was old. Yeah, right. So what we're talking about with uh, Christmas beer now was originally brewed as a holiday, a solstice beer. Right, like hmm. literally thousands of years ago, you know. And here I want to cut to the spinal tap, the uh, Stonehenge, you know. No one knows who they were or what they were doing. Well, it turns out they were brewing beer around Stonehenge as part of a, you know, their winter solstice celebration. Oh. So it goes back like literally thousands of years. Um, oh, cool. But in more modern times, um, Vikings of the like, let's say eighth, ninth century, you know, known mm-hmm. to be traveling the world and pillaging on boats, things of that nature. They lots had of, brewed lots beers. of naughtiness. Yeah, yeah. But what they did do that was pretty cool is they brought a tradition as they moved around to what was mostly like Christian settled lands that they were going to. But they also brought this tradition of brewing for the holiday solstice season right okay that in more modern times that's what they brought to the table as they were you know migrating throughout you know the regions that they traveled and so they brought those traditions and what had happened was as they had uh landed in in christian lands as what people do is they you know migrate and mix together parts of each tradition come together and so now you have the viking tradition of uh brewing a winter solstice beer or having a winter solstice beer um, in with uh, traditional Christian uh, uh, celebrations as well, right? And so that tagged along with, you know, Christian people as as they continued to uh, proliferate throughout the world. So huh. that's kind of the modern start of it. And there's actually, um, there was a law, I believe it was in Norway. Let me see if I can look up the name of the law I had this down so they would celebrate it as part of their their yule celebration right so it's from guta gula tinget norway and i know i'm butchering all this so like if anybody calls me out on it i <laughs> i know full well that i do not know how to say gula tinget norway so it's actually gulating or gulating law code so king haken was the one to formalize that all people of his kingdom must have a holiday beer to serve. Wow. Because okay. if you didn't do it the first year, um, it would cost you, what was it, three marks you had to pay to the bishop. If you didn't do it after three years, they took all of your marks. And if you didn't do it after that, you were banished from the land. No uh, shit. <laughs> okay. Wow. That okay. That strikes But There were a couple of other laws in the past that were similar to that where where it was around beer and you had to produce and if you didn't produce you really suffered consequences that's that's fascinating so let's 
fast forward a few centuries in Tudor England, um, they had begun as part of their Christmas feast, uh, what they called, uh, they had at the tables, they would serve this uh, wassail bowl. And I'm sure you know what this sure. is, right? So it's yep. like this, it's a spiced ale with other fruits and seasonings and things. And there's like bread crust at the bottom of it, right? So they pour all this stuff over it and everybody takes their glass out of the wassail bowl and they mm-hmm. all wait. And then the the head of the table or the most, what they say, the most important person in the room, they take the wassail bowl and they, they perform a toast with toasted bread in the bottom of the wassail bowl. And then that's, so that's another part of the ales that they used were, you know, leading up to our modern Christmas ale, right? So it's, it's okay. a spiced ale that they put in the bowl along with the bread. I never made the connection between wassailing and Christmas ales, but yeah, that makes perfect, perfect sense. Yeah. Wow. And then they would, they would, as the head of the room broke the bread and they would all cheers to their good health for the upcoming year. And, you know, that kind of leads us into modern times of uh, Christmas ales being brewed, you know, obviously around the, or being brewed for the holiday season and mm-hmm. with these different spice notes and things like that. And what we can look forward to in most Christmas beers is, uh, you know, a prevalent malt back of varying, you know, uh, color, uh, varying sweetness. And this one is pretty dry, <laughs> so there's a lack of sweetness with this one. But uh I think the other big points to carry away from the the Christmas ale, and you know this because you're you do tastings and things like this, but spice notes are available to you as well as uh, oh, and a little bit of booze. That you can yeah, taste. It, yeah, yeah. There should be a little bit of booze in the back end, a little bit of. Free. It's it's interesting because before we did before we actually you know started recording, we were doing just a little bit of research because did we do research beforehand? Did we? No. Did Mark? Yes. <laughs> well, but. We poked around, and one of the things that we found is that the BGC, the BJCP actually has a designation for this, which was completely new to me. Yeah. And it's if, if you're out there keeping score, it's 21B, uh, Christmas slash winter specialty spiced beer. And it was all over the place. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the, the Jubilee is, you know, from what we were reading, not far off the mark. Would definitely be a, a winter ale, but boy, that finish is not not happy. It hits all the notes of things that <laughs> could be in a Christmas could be. beer, but they, I don't. I'm not so sure they all play nicely together. Yeah. So I propose we take a quick break and we come back with beer number two and see if that holds up. Yeah. We'll hit this jubilee near the end of the show and see if warming has any any effect on it in a well any positive effect anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right Cling. we'll be right back folks And welcome back to Driftless Drinks. John, we have a second beer in front of us here. And it. let me just preface this really quickly. It would not be the holidays unless I brought you a beer with cookies. So <laughs> here we are. This is Great Lakes uh, Cookie Exchange Milk Stout. So this is not really like 
a Christmas beer, but it does have Christmas cookies on the side. So I figured Mm -hmm. we're going to stretch the uh, Christmas ale uh, definition here a little bit. And again, it would not be the holidays unless I brought John a cookie beer that he he immediately will cringe at. (laughs) <laughs> well, okay, so we're we're alluding back to Southern Tears frosted sugar cookie debacle. Oh, um, that one of the worst things we've ever poured on this show, or literally like any time we've gotten together. Oh my gosh, that was terrible. But Great Lakes makes one of the best Christmas beers out there. We've covered it yeah. before. Which which is just their Christmas ale, yep. and that is like their biggest seller. It is huge. I've got four bottles downstairs in the fridge that beer is actually in a 12 pack with the cookie exchange milk stout so you can buy a 12 pack where it has the really good christmas beer and this so they're thinking so highly of it that they're putting that in a 12 pack to sell out to people or or (laughs) there's oh there is an or there is an or isn't there (laughs) they're hedging their bets (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they're putting their world-renowned Christmas beer with this. <laughs> I I had not thought of that. You are absolutely correct. This could still this could still go the way of Southern Tier. Oh yeah, yeah. D- oh my God. This is always in the back of my mind every time I see a beer that says cookie on it. I try to resist the urge, but sometimes <laughs> I just can't. And Jeez. here we are. Uh, all right, so I'll I'll read this one out here. All right. all right, so so we're dealing with a can, which is okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Nope. Uh, not not these days. So treat yourself to our seasonal milk stout brewed with a special rotating cookie inspired flavor. Uh, this is a 5.5 percent beer, which is a good good one for a for a milk stout. And there's not much more on the can than that. But I can tell you that the the IBUs of this is just 15. Hmm. Which is which is way low for a stout. Mm-hmm. That usually means it's going to be overly sweet. We'll see. Um, they also put all of their <laughs> on their website. Uh, they've got all of their malts and the hops that they're using, and they're putting vanilla extract. But one of the things they're putting in here is natural and artificial speckaloos flavor. What? Yeah, speckaloos. So I had to look that up. Speckaloo is a type of can, uh, a type of traditional cookie, and if you've ever gone into the store and found Biscoff cookies, I have a pack of them. Oh, nice! And I have a pack of them because I've been eating these for a while. You can buy these Biscoff cookies. I think Lotus is the is the actual bakery, but these Biscoff cookies are similar to it. The ones I have have chocolate on them, oh. but traditionally they don't. And you've seen them before. They're, the Dutch have been making them for, for years, so that's a, it's a big thing in the Netherlands. There's a, uh, you'll see them in the shape of windmills, and you'll see them in the shape of uh, maidens, you know, milk maidens. And, you know, they're kind of stamped out cookies. They're kind of thin. They're crispy. They've got a little cinnamon, cinnamony flavor to them. Okay. They're, they're really good, really good. So they're really delicious. They're super good, like dunking it in a tea or something like that. So, nice. So that's what they're riffing on here, which should be very interesting. Yeah, right. We say a lot, yeah. We, we 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 say interesting to cover things, you know, a wide swath, but basically, it it we don't know if it's going to taste good. We don't know if it's going to taste bad, 
but it's gonna taste like something. <laughs> right. You know what? I think best case scenario is if it comes off like that Stroopwafel. Oh, that the Stroopwafel. That was amazing. So like, mm. I'm not gonna set the hopes that high, but. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think that. we can. Do we open it? I think so. All right, let's go for All it. Right, here we go. All right, you gotta, you, all right, three. Oh, you ready? Go. Okay, three, two, one. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Into Good the glass crack. we go. Yeah, great crack. Into the double D2. Oh, look at the head on that. Oh, it's creamy. Ooh. It's already setting Ooh, up like is... their milk stout. That's good. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, she's black. She's a black color. Tar. Yep. And a if nice look... tan head on that, too. Look at that. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. The head is fantastic on it. It's like you could you could float a quarter on that. I'm not gonna try, but well, I've tried before. You end up drinking a quarter later. <laughs> so if you look at the bottom, so the beautiful thing about a tulip glass, especially these double D's, because frankly, the double D tulip glasses, which if you want one, just get hold of us. I'll, I'll get one to you. Somehow we'll get one to you. Yes. Uh, you can yeah you can email us at driftlessdrinks at gmail uh, or hit us up on Facebook. We'd love that. Uh, hit us up anyway, even if you don't want a glass. But the glasses that we have are, are far more substantial than uh, you'll you'll get in most stores. Yeah, and they're great for almost any style of beer too. I mean, yeah, yeah, it, they're a perfect thing to pour a you know a twelve ounce into. You can mm-hmm. fit a pint in there, but you got to be real careful. Yeah, yeah, they're they're like dead on sixteen ounces. Yep. But if you look at the very bottom of the glass, up against light, you can see just this beautiful little brown. So I think what we have is just super super dark brown, not black. I don't know. I can't. I barely get anything out of the bottom of this. Yeah, I can't. I can't see anything. There's like a meniscus. A meniscus of caramel at the bottom. All right. Are we gonna stuff a nose? Stick a nose. Yeah, stick a nose in it. Oh. Okay. Oh, now wait a minute. That's sweet. Caramel, vanilla. Yep. A cookie fl- cookie scent. I'm I'm not going to lie. In the very back end, there's just right at the finish, there's a touch of armpit. Why do you guys say shit like that? <laughs> <laughs> I got to be honest, man. So, I mean the the do you get it? Like way at the end. No, I'm not trying too hard either. But like, <laughs> there's, 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 so there's something good to be said for this, right? There's there's a really nice like vanilla caramel latte kind of a nose to this thing. Yeah, 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 but yeah. That latte definitely freaks me out just a little bit because <laughs> the the Great Lakes also started <laughs> off like a really good sugar cookie on the nose, and I was like, oh wow, this smells really great. Oh, the Southern Tier, you mean? This. Yes, the Southern Tier. I'm yeah. not sure what I said, yeah. but if it wasn't that, what I meant was the Southern Tier sugar cookie beer. That one started off with like a really sweet, nice nose. Now, in this beer's defense, in Great Lakes' defense, mm-hmm. it doesn't smell fake. No, no, it does not. Boy, that is interesting. This, dude. this, this could go. This could go a number of different ways. My head is vanishing. Yep, mine's gone. Well, there is a little bit of lacing left around the edges, though, which is nice. Oh, yeah. It's encouraging. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with that, especially with a stout. Hmm. 
All what right. else are you pulling out there? You got anything else besides caramel vanilla and armpit? <laughs> the caramel vanilla latte is exactly right. I mean, that's the that's what you get, and it's not fake, and it's substantial in the nose. But you're right; it makes me feel like the nose is lying to me. What? I think we go in. One way to find out. Let's go. Here we go. All right. That is way thin for what I thought. Yeah, there's something weird in be. there too. Oh. Oh, the aftertaste. In the back on top. Yeah. Uh, let's see if I can pin this down. You're you're much quicker at this than I am, but Okay, so second taste I didn't get as much, but there's something yeah, weird there's... going on there and I, <laughs> I Yeah. I hesitate to say, but you already said armpit, so I'll say what I'm thinking. It's mm. almost like chewing tobacco spit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, okay, I should have waited till no. you drank it. <laughs> Speaking right. of spit. So having like no frame of reference for that uh, myself, there is cocoa there. I get cocoa out of it, which isn't one of the things that they said. They did say that there's artificial flavor in here. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I'm what I'm picking up on. I think that's giving it the armpit quality too. The thinness of it is the thing that's yeah to me is late really leading toward that tobaccoy. Yeah, that's what's driving that whatever that water. weird taste is in there. And I, and I could see actually adding a coffee flavor into here to to balance that out. But yeah, man. It's it's thin, it's really there, thin. There's, there is a t- I, I do get a touch of coffee off of it. What I'm not crazy about is the, the mouthfeel on it. It's just all wrong for a milk stout. Milk stout should be creamy. You should get that. Yeah. You know they're u- they're usually made with oats. Um, mm-hmm. th- they'll and that gives it a beautiful kind of mouthfeel to it. Gives a little bit of heft to it, and that carries any of those flavors. Yeah, and a velvetiness um, too. Whereas yeah. this is and, very. Th- quite thin yeah you were right on number two about packaging it up with the great lakes christmas ale because <laughs> the christmas ale i mean the christmas ale is like you know on a scale of you know zero to five is like a 4.8 in my world yeah like, i think it's really really good out of the christmas beers i've had that seems to be like the standard beer right yeah yeah all right i'm trying something that little package of biscoff cookies i'm going to open it. Boy, this back end is just not good i don't know what to think of that i don't care all right so i got the i've got one of these uh speckaloo type Ooh, that cookies looks real good oh yeah they're, they're, the cookies are amazing he's, so he's right. dunking it in his beer mm-hmm. oh i sense a cook trying to chew away from mike what what's that I was trying to chew it away from the mic. <laughs> this, um, this is no, turned into an episode of Cookies and Beer. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, we're going to get back on that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, well, you know, some people are listening with headphones or earbuds, and the last thing you want to do is, like, start start chewing in their like, ear. Like an ASMR channel. Yeah, but like <laughs> a bad one. <laughs> we would suck at that. We'd be, like, the worst ASMR. This help you relax. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! So the the cookie helped the beer. The beer did not help the cookie. Mm. 
So yeah, there's yeah. a couple things to like about it. Like on the front end, you can kind of you you get an initial vibe of like a milk stout, but it goes really quickly away when you let that yes. hang over your palate because of the mouthfeel, as you had mentioned earlier, very thin mm-hmm. for the style of beer. And then there's there's a caramel and vanilla thing that I kind of like in the back of that, but it, for me, it's a little too far back in this particular beer. And then mm-hmm. there's that weird, yeah, I, I can only describe it as tobacco spit. I really can. <laughs> and it's like, it's gross when you think about it. It's like, if you ever chewed, like it's not as gross, but it's mm, still not no. great. <laughs> I, it's kind of, it's it's not super prevalent, but it's like it's enough to go. Ah, why is that here? I, I, so I get the thinness and I get tobacco out of it. I mean, I I kind of get the tobacco-y mm. kind of thing to it. I'll tell you though, after having had some cookie here and tried that with the beer, mm-hmm. the beer tastes very artificial. Yeah, I can see that. I don't know where they're getting natural flavors from. There's no reason to add vanilla extract to it because vanilla only comes on the nose. So why they added that, I don't know. Yeah, no, I was like, I was just double checking the the packaging date here. Mm-hmm. We're we're well within the six month. Oh yeah, this just came out. This here, is this so. is new. Yeah. Damn cookie stouts. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. The further I go along the old, and I can't resist. I see a cookie bear, I want to buy it. And the yeah, more that I, I do, it. it's like, you know, John has a thing for don't buy any beer with a dog on the label. And that's kind of right. become a thing because, like, you know, I don't want to, you know, you don't want to play to the stereotype. But four out of five, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it, it, it becomes oh. a thing after a while. I will always mm. happily try a cookie beer. And you were kind enough to provide me with with one can here, I would have a hard time. I would feel bad if I had bought a six pack of this and tried it. I would I would feel like I'd wasted ten bucks or whatever. Yeah, or if half so, of my six pack were these and the other half was you know legendary yeah. Christmas beer. <laughs> yeah, somehow you have to trick the in laws into no, this is good. You should have more of these. This you is, know who oh, should yeah, have no. this brother in law. <laughs> brother in law, yeah. <laughs> Oh, no. I like my brother-in-law. Let's go back to the Jubilee and see which, and see how that's been doing now that it's a little warmed up. Brush my teeth first. All right. So now we're back. Let's try... The Deschutes Jubilee and see if warming up has helped it at all. Okay. Shall we dive right in? Yeah, we've set these aside. We're not doing any science notes tonight on these. No. Uh, we put the uh, thermometers tonight. away. We just decided we were going to get into two holiday bears. So in case anybody's wondering where the science knows, or science music bed went, uh, it, it's taken a slight vacation. Yep. No, no science, all taste. I have stuck a nose in this. Mm-hmm. And I like it now. I like the nose. It seems more balanced. The nose. But maybe it's yeah. you know, smelling fake cookie stuff, but <laughs> it smells real. Yeah, I don't, is it a contrast or is it? I don't know. All right. I'm going in. Yep. Better. Yeah. 
Still the divide has, is the back end. Yeah, the back end is just not happy. No. It's like, if the front end just kind of faded, it'd be fine. But boy, that back end is, or if just the, leaves a if bad the, taste on your tongue. Yeah, so like, if to me, if the malt pushed through into that back further, like, it would help bring this whole thing around. But it really, right. it falls off, and then you're left with, like, cocoa just, nibs yeah. and... Uh, Maze. Yeah. I, it's actually now that it's warmed up that malt is really in there mm-hmm. and it just finishes it just finishes so terribly. Yeah, not, not and it's great. it's too bad. It's too bad. Well, we tried it. We did. And we tried two Christmas beers. That's right. And it's and it's the holidays, so you know what? I don't care. It's yeah. that's so good. You know, we had beers. We had beers with friends. Yeah. The two of us. All the people listening. Right. There's nothing bad. If there's nothing a takeaway, there's no real bad beer when you're hanging out with, you know, friends and family and having good conversation. Although that being said, if you're going to have family and friends over and good conversation, I would not pick up either of these. Don't pick these up to no. go along with it. No. So real quick, Christmas beers, they should try. I'll do one, then you do one. Oh, okay. All right, we'll go back until we until we hit an impasse. All right. So, number one for me is Avery's uh, Christmas Ale. Really? Which, yeah. Oh, yeah. Avery, Avery Brewing. It's old jubilation. Highly recommended. Nice. It's absolutely delicious. I go with that one. That that's, one, that's my first recommendation. Got it. I would take Southern Tears 2X Christmas. I like that one quite a bit. That one's always treated me really well. Right. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, so then I would go with Three Floyd's Alpha Claws, which I think is really freaking good. Oh, that's a porter, right? Yeah, that's a porter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that, that one, that one's really delicious. Doesn't look like it would be good. <laughs> it looks really scary, but it's super tasty. Gotcha. I recommend that one. So, okay. Next I would get up. This one was a new one for me this year, but I tried it and it does the same thing at the front end where you get like a heavy spice load, right? Okay. But the Belgian yeast and the malt really help even it out. And as you let that one warm, that one gets really good. It, and the that that I am talking about is St. Bernardus Christmas. There you go. That that's, one. That's... Now that would start a little bit like this Deschutes where you've got a couple mm-hmm. of you have a separation, but as that warms in the glass, it gets excellent. That one's, yes. that one's it, fun. That one's really good. That that one I like. Um, I'll give you another one. There is uh, Alaskan's Winter Ale, oh, which is yeah. made with spruce. That's made with spruce tips. It has like a kid's drawing of an eagle flying over. Um, and I'm probably like throwing some really good designer under the bus, but it's got a, it's got the picture of an eagle. Uh, like a hand-drawn eagle over some uh, some pine trees on a purple can, mm-hmm. but man, that one is really super good. Yeah. So I, re- I I'll recommend that and one. And if you ever find that on tap anywhere, just go ahead and do yourself a favor and get a pint of it. It's it's good. so good. Oh, I've never found that on tap. That'd be great. Yeah, that's the first time I had it was on tap. I was spoiled, man. That thing wrecked me. It was <laughs> awesome. Um, all right, so. We already talked about it, but the Great Lakes Christmas Ale, let's talk about it again. That mm-hmm. one's the OG. That one's the 
Yep. That one's the uh, the standard, I think, the gold standard. I will also go through, and this might be the last one I can come up with. Um, I would also go through and say the Sierra Nevada Celebration oh, Ale. yeah. I forget that about one, that, that one every year. Yeah. That one's dead solid. Yep. So that one, I mean, there's nothing super fancy about it. There's nothing really, you know, off the wall with it. But it is a delicious Christmas ale, and you you will not go wrong with that one. Awesome. Well, cool. I hope anybody out there listening enjoys the recommendations from John and myself with some very high-quality Christmas beers. And with that, I think we'll say Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we hope to see you next time on Driftless Drinks. All right, so we're back for a quick addendum on the Christmas episode. Yeah, we, the, the Christmas episode that would not die. That would not die. Uh, so being the guys that we are, we had kind of the same idea at the same time, that we have two double D tulip glasses with questionable beers. What would happen if we Gantt charted this <laughs> shit? <laughs> I mean, this was really John's idea, but as soon as he looked up and said, you know what we should do, I went... <laughs> Yeah, I know where you're going with this. Yep, yep. Um, so what had happened was is I had taken three parts cookie exchange and one part Jubilee. <laughs> it's about what I had. And put them in the same glass because two crappy beers might equal one mediocre beer. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Lionies does it a lot. That's the yeah, only reason does, they get away yeah. with selling half of their crap. But Exactly. Anyway, sorry not to slam on lineys, but I just did. So first of all, it's flat as a pancake, which you expect. <laughs> you know, that's not a problem. It does. Right, we're not. We're, yeah, the color is still dark as night because most of it's jubilation. Well, no, yep. it's not. Most of it's cookie. Most of it's cookie. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's super dark. Um. So the nose actually isn't bad like that cookie mellowed out yeah it tempered it you know it, yeah so so now you're just getting like caramel vanilla and uh like there's a hint a slight hint of that kind of spice or whatever coming from the mace coming from the uh jubilee that's what i'm getting yeah no i think i think you're right the the latte the latte-ness of it <laughs> is gone which which is kind of which is kind of too bad because that wasn't that wasn't a bad thing. That was that was part of that beer. Yeah, kind of was. Yeah, it's like the best part of it. But the taste, uh, I'm going okay. back in. All right, here we go. Mm. Far more passable. <laughs> the mace kind of tempers a lot of the the issues with the cookie. Yep. Until you get to the end, <laughs> and then it's not. <laughs> And it is a complete train wreck. <laughs> oh, that's it's a complete train wreck. Um, we're not usually an advocate for mixing two beers, although in this case, <laughs> there was nothing to lose here. No, you, you, yeah, it, it was, it was gonna either, like, what was it gonna do? You know, catch on fire? Yeah, the Jubilee actually tempered the cookie stout enough to make both of them. <laughs> I mean, the, really, the back end of this is a complete mess, but the rest <laughs> of it is. is actually not too bad. I'm digging the scent on this now. I got to tell you, mixing those two. This really scent isn't is bad. Which, no, no. I mean, you just got to, like, you know, think of, you got to take a sip and think of England. You know, I don't know. There's got to. <laughs> For the queen. Yes.
For the queen. <laughs> All right, man. On that note, uh, you know, hey, brother, Merry Christmas. Hey, Merry Christmas. Driftless Drink Studio Recording, courtesy of HPJ Studios in Tomo, Wisconsin. Be sure to subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts, and like us on Facebook and Instagram, where we feature each episode's brews a week or so ahead of time. Visit us at driftlessdrinks.com where you can comment on each episode and drink along with us on the Driftless Drinks YouTube channel. So, for Driftless Drinks, my name is John. And my name is Mark. Happy holidays, and make sure you keep a cold one handy for us. Oh, look at this. And of course, what do they ask me the first time I go to their website? This website uses cookies. No shit, Sherlock. (laughs) Good Lord. (laughs) So you're saying that you have a cookie website that uses cookies. (laughs) We're from May Spice.